Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in an ace sorrow, in a time of crisis for the Jewish people, for the people of the United States of America, and for the entire world. The events of last week, monumental, catastrophic, there are no adequate words to describe. I would like to begin by offering the Torah's approach to an ace Torah. As, as it's found in the Rambam, the beginning of Hilchas Taniyos, where he teaches us, Mitzvah Tatsayim in Torah, Lizo, Ulariya, Bachasotros, Whenever a Torah, a crisis, besets the community, the Torah itself commands us, this is not a rabbinical myth, the Torah itself commands us to respond. How are we to respond? By calling out to Hashem, to God, and to blow the trumpet. Shanemar, and the proof text is a pasuk, Pashat Paralosa, when a star, when a, forgive me, when a terrorist terrorizes you, the response is to blow these trumpets. And the Rambam goes on and says, this is Midarke Hatshuva, this is part of the process of repentance. And he explains that we should understand, HaKol Ziglal Maseyem HaRoyim Huralehem. So what happens because of our iniquities, our misdeeds, and this recognition, this very recognition that what happens to us, to the community, is a result of our deeds, is itself a part of the solution. Why? If in fact Hashem sent us the sorrow, the crisis, as a message to us, as a message to us to learn a lesson, so if we learn the lesson, we hope the crisis will go away, because we learned the lesson that the crisis was sent to teach us. But the contrast is frightening in our local Gimel. They won't call out in prayer or with the trumpet, but they'll say, but sorrows are nikri mikri. It happened, it happened then. It's just a coincidence that we have this problem. Says the Rambam, this is Derek Abzarius. This is cruelty. And what does it cause? Sorrows, hosted by sorrows, sorrows acheros. Kalila, God forbid, it will lead even more sorrows. As the prophet says in the Tokakah, if I'll give you carry and you don't respond, Hamas carry. So there was critical, it's literally, it's a matter of life and death for us to respond appropriately to the crisis that we face at the present time. The Magid Mishnah, the famous commentary to the Rambam on this very paragraph, asked an interesting question. I found that the Rambam writes in Sefer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Nun Test, Mitzvah Teh, who counts this Trua and the Trua Vishata Karbonus as one Mitzvah. 
When we have happy days, we also blow these very same trumpets. Yes, the Maganishta. Why is it one mitzvah? To count as two separate and distinct mitzvahs. Well, somehow it's one that doesn't really answer the question. <coughs> For those who want to look into it, the three Megadim, the famous commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, gives an answer in Shimon Tov, Puf, Ayin, Hey, and Vav, based on the Sefer Achinuch, and Igris Moshe, in the first volume of our Rechaim, of Moshe Feinstein, is another answer. But the same time, I'm going to give you my answer. <laughs> Why is it? we are required to express ourselves in prayer and with trumpet that we have a Christ. What's the basis of this obligation? So the Ramam is crystal clear in his formulation of this obligation. It is in order to recognize and respond to what we call divine providence, Hashkoch of Christ. The recognition and the realization that the crisis that is upon us is not an, not an accident, but rather was brought upon us by Hashem in heaven. That Hashem in heaven is not only the God of creation, He's also the God of history, and the God who controls all events. This is the fundamental nature of the mitzvah to respond with prayer, with tefillah, and with chatzotros, and with trumpets, to cry out in our anguish in times of crisis. seems to me that this is precisely the nature of the other side of the coin, if you will, of this mitzvah. On holidays, on days of joy, we are also commanded to cry out in prayer and with trumpets to Hashem, with the opposite emotion the emotion of simcha, of joy, but with the same recognition, the recognition that our success is, that our happiness is a direct result of Hashem's providence, that He, Kaviyochal, God in heaven, is the one who has made us successful, who is the one who has given us the opportunity to celebrate. And therefore, if an individual experiences success and joy and happiness and is remiss in expressing his thanks to Hashem, fundamentally it's the same shortcoming as the people. 
apathetic and unresponsive when is a time of crisis. There are those who attribute crises to Nikra Mikra. It happened. He happened to fall into a problem, he or the community. There are individuals, I would dare say more individuals, who in their success don't attribute it to Hashem in heaven. But they rather say, I succeeded. I trained hard, I worked hard, and I therefore I'm successful. And fundamentally, it's the same shortcoming. It is a lack of faith. A lack of faith in the, the providence and the hashkafa of Hashem in heaven. And therefore, these two psukim, the Magamishnah says should be two separate psukim, two separate events, and it should be counted as two separate mitzvahs. No, says the Rambam. It's one mitzvah. And the mitzvah is to recognize Hashem's providence and respond accordingly. What is a crisis accordingly means to call out in prayer, help, help! And to look inward at our shortcomings. The integral part of the recognition of divine providence. That in communal crises, it would leave out the whole individual one, but in communal crises, it's because of our misdeeds, our, our shortcomings. As we read in the Bible, in the Chumash and Tanakh so many times, the very same belief, fundamental faith, demands of us that when we are successful in times of, of joy, that we have a similar response. A response of thanking Hashem, calling out to Him with an expression of thanksgiving, with prayer, with trumpets, trumpets of joy, not of crisis. To, to recognize and appreciate Hashem's hand in our success. I believe that a proof to this can be found in the words of the rabbis. Rashi quoted it on the very verse from Chumash. And it's implied in the davening of last week of Rosh Hashanah. On the verse of the Yom Simchat on that very verse, the last few phrases are explained by the rabbis in the Chazal, as referring to the shofar of Rosh Hashanah, Malthus, the promise of shofar. But the question becomes, Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is a time of crisis. It's the Yom Adin. How can you link crisis and Yom Adin with Simchas and and Rosh Hashanah? The answer is that the two are two sides of the same coin. And just as we are required to call out to Hashem in times of joy, so too, we are required to call out to Hashem in times of crisis. The two go together. If you look in the Sefer Mitzvah, Nun Tess, we mentioned before, I'm going to put them both together in the same Mitzvah. Both! Because these two Psukim, both have to do with the recognition of Hashem's intervention in our personal lives and our national lives, international lives, if you will. And we have to respond in this fashion. <laughs> we dare not attributed to happenstance. I believe a similar idea can be found in the words of the Ramban, Rav Moshe ben Nachman. The Ramban in the fifth Mitzvah Zasei, Mitzvah Zasei, hey, argues with the Rambam as to whether there is a Torah obligation to daven every day. Rambam says yes, and Ramban says no. 
Yet the Ramban can see that in the eighth Torah, in the time of crisis, the Torah itself demands that we pray. Torah demands it. So writes the, the Ramban. But it occurred to me that we find a similar parallelism within his words. The Ramban writes in Parshat Amor on the Pesach Mikra Kodesh that there is a Torah obligation on holidays with the Tesmikra Kodesh to come together and to pray to Hashem with Halal and with Simcha. What a remarkable thing. The Ramban who denies the daily obligation that the Ramban has of dancing every day has two extreme exceptions. The extreme of eight Torah, crisis, and the extreme of Mikra Kodesh of In these cases, there's a Torah requirement to cry out to Hashem, in one case in anguish and in one case in joy. And the common denominator being the recognition that our lives are in God's hands. Our crises are caused by God in heaven as our success. This is a classical Torah response to an ancient Torah. The ace sorrow, the crisis that all, I, I think it's not an overstatement, that the whole world feels, except for a bunch of, of murderers, perpetrators, the whole world feels so vulnerable. Certainly we citizens of this great New York metropolitan area feel vulnerable. For good reason. And it's Jewish citizens of the United States of America, we ought to consider ourselves extremely vulnerable. And we ought to be praying for the success of the United States military forces in this very complex campaign that is underway right now. History is, is too filled with stories of scapegoats, members of the Jewish community, when, when, when non-Jewish forces are clashing and the particular country that you belong to is not successful. We have to dive into all of our hearts to the American army. What is the lesson that Hashem is teaching us? Now, there are many individuals of different faiths who are pointing fingers at particular failures of our society. They're doing this wrong, they're doing this wrong, and that's why this event happened. I'm, that's not, certainly not my style. But we have to look. The Rambam says, What are our shortcuts? So we're doing something wrong. I'd like to make two suggestions. 
The first, I was privileged to hear, I happened to be in Eretz Yisrael during this terrible, terrible situation. I went for a family simcha, and while I was still in the air, before I even landed in the Holy Land, this terrible attack occurred. And so I ran to hear a shia by a very famous rabbi, Rabbi Shapiro, Rabbi Moshe Shapiro in the Shiva Sarasameach, a man of great breadth, knowledge of, 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 of Tanakh and the Mamara Chazal. I'd like to share with you for a few moments his analysis. And it's elaborated upon a greater length on this week's Torah web. His text was the second chapter in the prophet Isaiah in the Nabi Yishayon. And he felt that every prophecy is needed for all generations, as the Talmud and Megillah teaches us. What is the lesson for all of, you, of humankind from this terrible catastrophe, this terrorism, this destruction of, of the Twin Towers by a handful of lowly marauders, murderers, what's the lesson? In the pre-Messianic era, the second chapter begins with the Mashiach. It begins. And then it goes on to the previous period of time. Apparently, we, members of the Jewish community, have to look at ourselves and say that this whole international crisis is because of us. You may say this because of us, who are we? The precedent is found the Navi Yonah, which we're going to read Yom Kippur on Thursday. The whole ocean is going up and down, the boat is capsizing. And Yonah utters that famous word for all generations, Bishali, because of me, on my account, it's because of me that the whole storm is transpiring. This must be our response. Worlds are shaking. The whole world is, is in the crisis. But we have to look at ourselves. What are we doing wrong? What does that mean, Rashi explains that you, the people of Yaakov, the Jewish people, Am Yisrael, have abandoned that which made you special. That which gave you your unique characteristics of, the, of Am Yisrael. You abandon it. The Pesach ends. They content themselves with the ideas of foreigners, explains the Matsudo. What are these ideas? Let us read the next Pesach, the seventh Pesach in the second chapter. Vatimole Arto Kesef Izov Vien Ketali its land became full of silver and gold. 
with no end to its treasures. Its land became full of horses. Horses, I mean, weapons. With no end to its chariots. We know the land in which we live. We live in the United States of America. Wealthiest, most powerful country. Seemingly limitless wealth, limitless power. They say the only superpower, both economically and militarily. True. It is true. And what should be the response of Beis Yaakov? The response of the Jewish people, especially those living in this country, should be, thank you very much to the United States of America. The Malchus HaChesed is a Moshe Feinstein to call this Jewish. We have to be honest as we deal with this government. We have to be thankful to this government given us safe haven, given us opportunity for unprecedented success in our own personal lives. But we dare not be consumed with the Yalde Nochem Yasmiku to content ourselves with the ideas of the general American community, which is, yeah, we're invincible, invulnerable, we're on top, no one can touch us. That's the idea of America. And we, as believing Jews, who believe that everything is in God's hand, can never content ourselves with such ideas. That is what the sixth verse says. That's the problem. That we've, we've absorbed the foreign ideas, unlimited power and wealth. And the verses go on in this memorable chapter, the second chapter of the Navi Yeshaya. There will be a day. Rabbi Shapiro suggested this was the day, September 11th. But God in heaven will have a day against all the high and the mighty. And if you look at the words, it's almost it's astounding. Alkol Horem Aramim, Alkol Explains the Radak, you know, the high mountains and, and, and plateaus. These are the things that the Radak, which give a person a sense of invulnerability. He's higher, he's mightier, he's bigger, he's wealthier. But God will have a day against that. And the next two verses are, blow your mind. The 15th verse, the Al called Migdal Gavoa. What is the Mikdal Gavoah against every tall power? Here it is. And what part of the tower? Says the next verse. The Alcol Onios Tarshish. The ships of Tarshish symbolizes, as the Radak explains, overseas trade, world trade. You have a Mikdal Gavoah, tall towers, world trade. It's right here. And what does the next climactic verse say, the 17th verse? Vishach Davos Adam, Vishofel Rum Anoshim, the Nizgav Hashem Levado Bayomahu. Humankind's holiness will be humbled, and men's arrogance will be brought down, and Hashem alone will be exalted on that day. That's the day. 
the tallest buildings, the greatest, most powerful nation, brought down. Why? To teach us this lesson. Us! You and me! There's only one exalted force in this world, and that's God in heaven. A prerequisite for God being exalted is His aloneness, that only He is exalted. Because if you and I are exalted, then Hashem is not alone in His being exalted. It's, not, it's, it's, it's lack in His exaltedness. And if everyone is high and mighty, He brought down. Perhaps it is a lesson to you and to me. Not as some misinterpreted that the unfortunates who are missing and presumed dead that they were in violation of this verse. Not Michelle to point fingers at individuals. Not at all with the intention. But looking at ourselves in the mirror. Maybe we're too high and mighty. Maybe we're not giving enough recognition to Hashem in heaven. We're living in a country, in a society that's very affluent and successful and seems to be impregnable, invincible, and vulnerable. No! Hashem thunders from heaven using these messengers, these murderers, your machshamam. We're not exonerating them. But it's Hashem speaking in history. No one is invulnerable. I don't care how high your power is and how wealthy your community is and how strong your military and how many oceans separate you with nothing else. And the lesson for us is that our daily lives should no longer be the same. Everyone says, we'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. What do you mean we'll never be the same? For us, you know what it means. If look at, as the Rambam says, in the Masim Haroi, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? You have a wonderful society. If you look around you today, there's more Shmir Shabbos and there's more Kashrus and all the things more, more, more. Perhaps this is the reason. There's also more affluence, more success, and unfortunately, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is not enough attribution of this success to Hashem. You often find that when the eighth Torah strikes, people look to faith and religion. But when the eighth Simcha happens, the other side of the coin, the Chastamadechem, when you're happy and you're successful and you're wealthy and you're powerful, you don't look like to Hashem. You play a tribute to yourself. The Kochi Ne'otim Yadi. As one rub explained, the Kochi is a, is a financial might. The Ne'otim is a military might. This practice is left for all of us. To look in the mirror and say, unfortunately, in, the, in these months and years, Maybe decades that have passed when we've been so successful, we haven't given enough credit to Hashem in heaven. It, 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 it led us to, I'm not saying we're so high, but a little bit too high. The Shach Gavos Adam, the Shafa Ruach Anoshim, that perhaps we're too high. And that now that this terrible calamity, this wake up call, should lead us to realize we're not so high. And that our lives depend on God's providence. Who hasn't heard these incredible stories? He went this way, she went this way, he went up and down and came late, for this reason, that reason, this and this to play on the plane. Everyone is talking these stories. What are all these stories? What are these stories? 
is a story that Ashkocha prophet of divine providence on the life of each and every person. Tens of thousands of Ashkocha of stories of Ashkocha prophet in one minute. You know what? Ashkocha prophet is now also. We said it, we're going to say it again. It's not the same. Mibaesh. You know, we said last year, son of Mibaesh. We go so quickly. Mibaesh is not, you know, we don't think it's. Mibaesh. Fire that burns through our smugglers by people completely. Crematoria, in effect. Who would have a dream of such a thing? The Gemara tells us in the Sefer Rosh Hashanah, Kol Shana Shehi Rosha Mitzilasim Es Hasheres Besofa. Rosha means poor, impoverished. What does it mean to be poor? It's not nothing. But La Rosh Ain Kol says the Sefer Shmuel. Nothing. That is a prerequisite for having a good year. To begin by recognizing that you have nothing. With nothing. The only thing we have is that we have nothing. And a year which is impoverished at its beginning will be prosperous, will be successful at its end. So what does that mean? Means that the headlines, the headlines that we saw of these terrible events in the newspapers now. They were already written these headlines last Rosh Hashanah. Just over a year ago, it was written in the Ben Shomala that you're not sufficiently humble. You're not Russian up for Tzilosa. And there was going to be a disaster at the end. And what will happen next by next Rosh Hashanah? Depends upon how humble we are now. And if we weren't humbled by our smallness in general terms, here it came. Here it came. The Migdal Gavoa came tumbling down. The Aniyos Tarshish, the centers of trade, of world commerce. Down. 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 Humankind's holiness will be humbled and men's arrogance will be brought down and Hashem alone be exalted on that day, says the Nabi Yishai. That's the lesson. We are small. And as, as Russians, poor as we make ourselves, that's how successful the year will be at the end. And apparently, if I may quote again, this is the short comment we have to look at. The Maitim Arayim, at the Ramam demands that we recognize in the name of I'm not pointing to specifics of ritual observance or even of, 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 of Midos and how we deal with other people. I'm just talking in a more general sense. Who are we? We think too highly of ourselves. We attribute our success to our own efforts exclusively. That's a mistake. Take it to Hillim. You have an appropriate response to these cataclysmic events. Everyone wants to know where was the security and where was the where, where were the watchmen and the armies? That says it says till in in Hashem lo Yishmar here shov shokat shomer. 
If Hashem will not watch a city, all the watchmen, all the people, it's for north, it won't work. Name. Explains the Malvin that we have to make it established, we have to try to kill them Kuf Kuf Zayin, 127. We have to try the first verse. But all of our ishtadahs, all of our trying will not work. If Hashem decrees that it won't work, it won't work. It doesn't exempt us to trying. But we have to recognize with all of our trying that it won't work without Hashem's blessing. And I believe we realize that now, if we didn't before. But the next verse is also important. The next verse talks about the Mashkime Kum and Makwe Shevet in contrast to the Yedido Shena. Explains the Malvin. So when we go out to work early in the morning and work late at night to earn a life which we're, which we're supposed to do, we're supposed to earn a Parnasa. But Shavlochem, you should recognize in Zolta for North, if Hashem decrees that you lose your money, you lose your money. And you can't say, well, if I work hard, or work ethic, which is important, it's guaranteed success. No! And the last three verses of that very same chapter speak about something which is, to many of us, thinking people, the most important, which is our children. Nachbat Hashem Bonim, Socha Prihaboten, explains the Malvin, no guarantee you can even have children. Who said the blessing from God is Sokha Priyabhatan? But there are those who have children, but it's not successful. They don't grow up the way you want them to. Because Nachlas Hashem is for an eternity. You want the blood of the children to come out right. What's your guarantee? You have to try hard. So if the Yeshiva is bringing them up properly, no guarantees. That's the theme. The theme is that the there's three things that we doubt for the most that are most precious to us, the Boni Chai and the Zone, that our families and our lives and our and our sustenance. It's not all in our hands. We have to attempt, try as best we can to protect ourselves and our resources and our families, of course. With the recognition that it comes from Hashem. That's the lesson. The critical lesson that we have to learn in this ace sorrow. If we fail to learn this lesson, Khalila Vachat, as the Ramam writes, if we are just walking around like every other day, it happens, it happens, so it happens. Khalila leads to more problems. But if you recognize, number one, that it comes from Hashem, and number two, to look inwardly at our quote, Makim Aroyim, and we're suggesting a suggestion that maybe refers to this attitude which we've picked up from our non-Jewish neighbors, the Yalde Nochem Yatsviku, we've left the original Natasha Amcha Beit which is Atem Amaatli Kolamim, we always lower ourselves traditionally, and now with the new success, we have somehow not fulfilled it enough, appropriately. That's something which we have to take home with us in these difficult, difficult times. As I mentioned at the beginning, that's the two sides of the same coin. To recognize Hashem's providence in our crises and Hashem's providence in the great successes and happinesses that we've experienced communally here in this very country. Both come from Hashem. 
and we must recognize it and realize it and respond to it in this fashion. By calling out, calling out the cry of faith, now in a cry of anguish, but part of that anguish we're suggesting is the recognition that the success itself also comes from Hashem. This is the amazing lesson of Yishayel Perak Bey, the Migdal Gavoa, and the potters and topples, the Nizgav Hashem Levada Vayomahu. Only Hashem was exalted. We human beings uh, have all been lowered. All mankind has been lowered. And we, the Amcha Beis Yaakov, that the Navi is really speaking to, the Shalim, as Yonah said, must work all the time to internalize this lesson, to, 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 to learn from it, to act upon it, to think about it. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all happened for this reason, Mishalim. I want to conclude with one more lesson, if I may, that I think we should uh, learn. Perhaps, again, just to make a suggestion. The Ramah writes in Nukhus an individual who is very <coughs> scrupulous in performing all the mitzvahs, but he's not, quote, he doesn't literally enter into the, the, the crisis of Amisar, the Jewish people, Kalila, forfeits his shares of the world to come. What? What did he do wrong? The answer is, as we say, we all know so well, our people, the Jewish people, have a share in the world to come. And our share is commensurate with our connection with the Jewish people. And we are required to feel the pain of the Jewish community. Have we felt the pain sufficiently? I'm really talking to myself. It's been a very difficult year in Terrorists! The entire year they started an airbrush shot over a year ago, attempting to destroy our people. And unfortunately, in too many cases, being somewhat near perverted perspective successful. How many individuals were murdered in Rahmanul Flash? Wounded in these bombs and drive by shooting. You know the whole story. Have we sufficiently commiserated with our embattled brothers and sisters in the Holy Land? The whole year going on, have we cried out sufficiently? Of course, everyone feels it and understands it, but was it enough? <coughs> was it sufficient to be respond properly? I don't know. But when crises come very close to home, to Manhattan, much closer than Yerushalayim and Tel Aviv, geographically, perhaps as an additional message that's being sent to us, aside from the message of Yishayol, that we should feel a little bit more humble. Another lesson may be 
we should feel a little bit more connected to the people in the Holy Land who, as, as we are speaking, are living in great fear. And I'm telling you, with all the fear that transpired in this city, there's more fear in Eretz Israel even today. And for good reason. And just as we have no path easy solutions in this country, there's no easy solutions in that country either. How much do we involve ourselves in the how we nichnas into the tzaras as people, the tzara of Sal Yisrael? Whatever that means, it means some people mean saying it's for Tehillim. I've often said, aside from the Tehillim, you daven a regular davening every day. It's mandatory. You have to say the words. Torah says so, the Lachas says so, the Siddur says so. We all do it. But are we focusing or are we just zooming by? We talk about Vazei Dimeira Ta'akir Shabbos Mager V'sachnir V'meira V'yameinu Three Meheiras are there in that book. We have in mind these murderers who are trying to destroy us in the Holy Land. Oh, this is an abstraction for us, yeah. And we say every single day, end of the evening, those who are plotting against us, we pray to Hashem quickly, foil their plots. Are we just zooming through just to get to the end of the evening? Or do we sit for a minute and focus? End the terrorist plots. Cry out to Hashem. It's a threat to the entire community. What part of the community? Or perhaps somehow, to some extent, we felt protected by the by the ocean, too remote from from the from the Middle East, from Eretz Yisrael, to really focus and to really concentrate. I don't, know, I don't want to, I don't want to be critical, but we have to look inside ourselves. I conclude. With the verse we read last Shabbos a week ago, and the culmination of the seven prophecies of consolation. And if we're living in biblical times, the Navi is shy at the very in the second chapter, if we look at the sixty second chapter. The culmination, the highest of all is Colson McGill explained, the highest level of consolation. What we are taught there Hashem, as it were, has vengeance in his heart for a long time against all those terrorists and enemies of Israel that have tried to destroy us. But now that we've been thunderstruck with this cataclysmic event and the toppling of the World Trade Center and thousands of people dismissing and presumed Burn Rahman al Now is the time to cry out to the Rabbanishlam. This Yom Nokum believe that Hashem has vengeance in his heart enough. Eliminate these these murderers. And even more importantly, fulfill the second half of the puzzle. Ushnat Ulai Ball. Let the year of my redemption come. Last year at this time we weren't rushed. We weren't impoverished enough. Apparently we had uh, too much sense of self. 
and two little sense of connection to the people of Israel that they were already beginning to suffer at the beginning of Tavshin Sanach Aleph a year ago. Let us dare not make the same mistake now in the Ace Sorah of this attributing to happenstance, Khalila, and causing more problems, but rather let's look inward at our shortcomings, as Nasena Waroyim, as we've explained. Recognize our smallness, recognize our connection to the entirety of the people of Israel. And the merit of this, of our lowering ourselves at the beginning of this year, and of our connecting ourselves with the, with the difficulties of the entire our people of Israel, we hope and pray and call out Hashem based sorrow, mitzvah sasev in our Torah, lizok, we pray to Hashem, enough! Let this be the year of Shnat Ulai Ball. Let this be the year of the redemption that the Nabi Yeshaya predicted so long ago. Let it come for us and all of Israel in the hair of Yameinu Amen.